let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was your week? My week has been um, pretty fun. Yeah. I, I'm oh, still, what do you yeah. Know? Well, I, I went on a date with this girl. Um, <clears throat> and then yesterday, I mean, I saw her a couple of times. And the first couple of times, we didn't even have sex or anything. Um, we just like went to Tulum and we did a few things. But uh, yesterday, I had a conversation with her about like my relationship style. <clears throat> it was the fastest I've ever had that conversation. It was so quick. It was like, wow. what it was, made it quick? I don't know. I was just like, I think I just know myself more and just I know where my where I'm at. And I was like, hey, so I'm polyamorous. And I don't know if you know what that means, but it means I date multiple people. You can date multiple people too. I like you. I want to keep seeing you. I'm also dating this other girl in Playa. Uh, her name is this, this, and that. <laughs> and I just like said it all like as fast as I'm saying it right now. Right. And, uh, and she's like, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. And then I just talked to her about her sexuality and like um, uh, what she's into and uh, what we can look forward to. So, uh, so it was, it sounds like it was a good conversation. Oh, no, it was great. Yeah. We, yesterday we, I don't know, is this vulgar? I mean, <laughs> we were, she's probably going to see this, but like, what the fuck, Cal? Um, yeah, we had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kissing and telling on the yeah, podcast. No, yeah. <laughs> I know it's like the worst thing to do, but I'm just, you know, I had a good week. You asked. Okay. Don't ask me. Um, oh, and I'm getting my, I'm getting a tattoo tomorrow and I'm nervous. How long uh, is it going to take? Oh, 14 hours, maybe Ooh. at least, at least 10, at least 10, but I'm not familiar with this style, like how long that style takes. And I haven't even seen it yet. Like I have to, I'm waiting for her. She's probably going to send it to me today. Tomorrow is the appointment. So if I see it tomorrow and I don't like it, then I have to wait more I don't like mm. it. you know me but no I trust the artist she has like really good energy um, oh, good. yeah I I was looking for an artist I think I, I might have mentioned this last week but I was looking for yeah, an artist uh, and um, I just asked on Instagram and I had a few people recommend me to her so I was I felt I feel pretty good with her and yeah. she was listening to me like a lot of tattoo artists I find they they don't take the time to like make sure they understand your concept or yeah. Or like, you don't even know if they like your concept. Like I don't want to work with a tattoo artist that doesn't like my concept because then they're not going to be in it, you know? So are there any tattoos that you've ever gotten that you feel like you regret? Oh yeah. I have one. I have this one. <laughs> this one. <laughs> Tell us the story. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I don't regret getting a monkey I just don't like how it was done um and I wish I spoke up when it actually when she was actually doing it I don't think I I noticed what I didn't like about it at the time um but I saw this picture of a monkey um in Mexico like six seven years ago and I took a picture of it and then when I went to back when I went back to Vancouver I saw an artist that had like a similar style to the the picture and I sent it to her and she's like, yeah, I like it. She's like, I can make it like a little different. And then she did. Um, and the thing I don't like about it is its eyes. Like they're so dark that you lose yeah. its personality and it just comes off creepy instead of like, um, like amusing. So right. now, 
I kind of, I don't, I don't know if I want to cover it up completely, but I want to edit it, like Photoshop it. I want to, okay. I want to like put stuff on top of it. Hmm. Like really, like I have like a few ideas. Like one is like putting, making it like the monkey mind. Cause that's what it's supposed to represent. So maybe putting a brain somewhere around it. Or I can just have fun with it and like literally get like some graffiti tattoo just like painted over it in some way. I don't know. I'm still deciding. I'm not in a rush to change it. So you wouldn't take it off. You would actually have like and just a new art yeah. place. Yeah, I, would, I would never. I don't think I'd ever want to do laser. I don't understand. I, I think like the laser is like if you are stupid and you got your ex's name tattooed on you or something like that. But I wouldn't. Yeah, I would just want more tattoos. I want some other piece of art on there. I heard if you want to end a relationship quickly, get that person's name tattooed on you. <laughs> yeah, it's like a two-month thing. It's like once you get a, a like your girlfriend's name or boyfriend's name tattooed on you, you got two months and then you're done. And tattoo artists will literally put that name on there and they will plan out how they're going to cover it up later. Like when they're drawing it out, they're like placing it away. We're like, okay, I'm going to put this here later. And then they might even tell you, they're like, hey, so when you're ready to cover this up, let me know. <laughs> business, you know? I wonder how many, how many tattoo artists have the most amazing stories that we will never hear because of like couples that come in and they're like oh yeah we want a couple tattoo and we want like I want to get his name on me or vice versa with the guy and how like long one it lasts about two months you said but how crazy those stories are I heard one on TikTok that was pretty funny which was that this guy was getting a tattoo it wasn't the girl's name she was just with him um and I think he was getting like a leg tattoo. And the, so the tattoo artist shaved his legs. He went to the restroom and the girlfriend goes into the trash and gets out the hair from the, 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 the leg that she just shaved. Right. And he, you know, the tattoo artist goes, well, how long have you guys been dating? She's like, oh yeah, for like 13 years. Turns out they weren't dating. That was just his friend. And she wanted to save it for her collection. God knows what she was oh doing God. with that. But <laughs> That's right. worse. That's worse than girls who steal your t-shirt. That's worse than that. What's wrong with stealing a t-shirt? I mean, I get so annoyed with it. Like, cause okay, I have sure I love my clothes. Like I love them because I have outfits that go with them. And without one piece, I miss out on like a bunch of clothes I already have. So I have to like wait till I get a new shirt that looks the same, that makes it fit and it pisses me off. So here's how you fix it. Here's, here's how you do this, okay? You go to a thrift shop, okay? And you buy a bunch of XL shirts that you will never wanna wear, like ever. You just like, you just buy them. You clean them, you leave them in your closet. And when a girl asks for a shirt, you give her one of those shirts. That way you don't care if she, you know, like takes it and leaves it and uses it as, as a trophy of like how many guys, you know how many girls do that? They have trophies of like objects they steal from their house. I'm not stupid. I know this shit. You think I don't have cameras? I got cameras. <laughs> Wait. So, because like the whole point of 
stealing the guy's sweater is that it smells like him. So you have to do, you have to wear it. I know. You have to wear it. So do you I'll wear, wear it? it? I'll just sweat in it for like, okay. one day. I'll just wear it and sleep in it one day and then I'll hang it. Yeah, that's smart. That way she's like, oh, I have a sweater. But I like girls steal things from guys for different reasons. Like some girls, yeah, they want to take your shirt so they can guarantee that they see you again. Like some girls do that. Some girls take your shirt because they like your shirt. And then some girls just want to take some of your shit because they have a collection of all the boys they slept with and they just want to have it. They're like serial killers, but like for dick. It's ridiculous. Serial <laughs> pickers. <laughs> but like, okay, so I have something maybe as bad, but not as bad. I think mm -hmm. I might have told you this. Like I have a lost and found box. And yeah, I mean, sometimes girls will leave things, but I don't remember who left it. And I'll just put it in the box. And sometimes someone will be like, oh, that's mine. I'm like, okay, cool, have it. And sometimes things just stay there for mm -hmm. a long time. But you're not collecting them and like nope. Building a shrine to it. No, honestly, some of this shit is disgusting. I'm like, what the some of it I had to throw away. I'm like, there's no way she's gonna want this. Like, like what? Like a mask. Like there's a like even even if it's not like a okay, maybe sometimes I've thrown away things that maybe they want, but like it's a mask. It looks like a regular mask, but it's not, it's like a reusable, it's a reusable one. But there was makeup caked like inside the mask. Yeah. And I just left it there for like three weeks. And I was like, yeah, I don't think they're coming back for this. And I don't want this here. Gross. Yeah, that is gross. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Am I a bad person? Like, what? Like, is that bad? That's not bad. Is that bad? No, it's not. No, no, no. I'm saying it's the, the mask is gross. I would throw it away too. Yeah. So you're good. Yeah. Did you hear about the Adam Levine scandal? No, no. what happened? Okay. I don't watch the news or anything. I don't. I, I yeah. I mean, I don't watch the news either. I just keep my ear to the street, but damn. in LA. I mean, it's different. <laughs> right. So Adam Levine, who's the lead singer of Maroon 5, he, mm -hmm. um, he's married to Victoria's Secret, Bahati Prinsloo, I believe is her name. And um, there was a woman on TikTok that came out and said that she was having an affair with Adam. And... Oh, yeah. He denied the affair, but said that he had basically gotten flirtatious with us. Of course, like less than 24 hours later, a bunch of other women came out and said pretty much the same thing. However, there's no evidence pointing to him actually having an affair and more evidence pointing to him sending flirty text messages and DMs over Instagram more than anything. So um, obviously everybody's going to have their own opinions. The two main opinions are, that I see are um, one that the original woman that came out that said she was having an affair was trying to get some type of public clout. And then two, that Adam was at the very least having an emotional affair on her. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so I thought this would be fun to talk about because. Uh, okay. 
you know, there's a part of me that whenever these scandals come out, I'm like, duh. Like, like there's a part me too. Of me, like, me too. Like, wait, we didn't know. Oh, oh, okay. Like that's my reaction. I can't. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't. I feel like, like sometimes we live in a society of like 11 year old girls who are trying to to say what is right and what is wrong, and there's never any gray area, never any nuance. Yeah. So when this kind of situation comes up, you're like, oh God, here come the black and white people trying to tell (laughs) what's wrong and what's not wrong. Yeah. But so I'll give you my feelings on it if you want, because of course I went down the rabbit hole. I wanted to see what was going on. I didn't care, but then it was like, oh, this could be good tea for the podcast. So I did it for y'all. So I went to her TikTok to the one that she released and I listened to it and immediately did not trust her. I okay. immediately was like, not that I didn't believe that there was something going on. I just did not trust her intention behind releasing that information. She was saying like that she felt manipulated because she was new to LA as if being in a different location means that you don't understand what a marriage is (laughs) and then also that she felt like um oh she kept saying like oh I had an affair with Adam Levine who's married to a Victoria's Secret model as if the woman's title was somehow relevant to Mm -hmm. this whole affair in the first place like why are you it was like she was trying to put herself on the same level as woman which you know it made me feel bad so um I didn't really watch or catch up with any of the other women because after that after I don't trust the original one I kind of didn't care anymore like I I saw through it this was a woman who was clearly trying to build her her um online presence yeah and trying to basically become infamous so I just I don't know I just didn't trust it yeah I don't blame you (laughs) yeah I mean I didn't watch but for me whenever something like this comes out I think it's like her a girl trying to get clout a lot of the time sometimes I'm just like uh fuck (laughs) you know okay this is gonna sound bad but like that's ever stopped you before it's never it's never stopped me it's like whenever you say no offense I just like everyone's getting prepared to be offended (laughs) like you know like so whenever I'm saying like this is gonna sound bad, people are like, "Okay, what the fuck is it this?" <laughs> okay, you know House of Cards. I never watched the show, but yes. Man, yeah. Unfortunately, I did, and I loved it. It was so good, and I was waiting for that last season to come out. And um, Kevin Spacey got in a lot of shit for. I think molesting this child and the guy came out like 30 years later. Right. 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 I just wish he came out 31 years later. I really do. Just like one year. Come on. Oh my God. We're going to hell. We're trying just 30. Like you could have waited just one, like honestly, six months, like I think would have been fine. They had to rework the whole show. I did not. I watched like one episode and I was like, this is, this is trash. I, I needed 
I, I really wanted that last season. I really did. And we're never going to get it. We're never going to get it. And it's okay. It's okay. So do you think that we should but, separate uh, <laughs> the art from the artist? A lot of times. Yeah. Most of the time. I mean, you, you're, you gotta, you always got to do that because you're not, you're never going to agree with someone hundred percent. There's always going to be things you disagree with. And if we're just waiting to disagree with someone, then that's crazy. I, I, any artist that I follow, any person that I like is going to have shit, but Kevin Spacey, like that's fuck. Like that's, I'm not, I'm not condoning that kind of shit. Um, it just, I really like that show. <laughs> God damn. It's really bad. Um, I'm just being honest. I'm just, I was just like in, in a parallel universe, I would have been happier if he just waited six months. And I think a lot of other people would have been, and they're just not going to admit it. Or maybe they will. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think this um, is an intriguing topic because I always want to know what the line is between sexual harassment and, well, basically a man approaching or, you know, (laughs) approaching like, because there does seem to be uh, obviously a lot of nuance involved. I like, I was watching some program last night where a girl was talking about how a man said to her like, oh, you've got a great ass for a little white girl. And to me, (laughs) I mean, Uh, I I would not have been on the news talking about that as a sexual harassment situation. So we're still kind of, I, I think we're towards the end of the Me Too era, but we're still in the Me Too era where we're not sure uh, what's appropriate to be said and when it should be said in the environments. Yeah, I think it gets compl- I think it gets complicated when power is involved, right? So like, I because I've I've gone up to girls and said some crazy shit, but like I wasn't in a position of power where they had to comply or felt like they needed to comply to whatever I was saying. They kind of had the option to stick with it or leave. Um, but I feel like in those positions of power, that's when it can get pretty dangerous. Like I always tell guys, don't like, don't like do the approach that I teach you guys that you do on the street at work. Like don't shit where you eat. Also the approach is completely different. Like on the street, you're trying to trying to compress like a whole interaction in a short amount of time while in the office, like you don't need to be that direct with your intention so quickly. But I think it's just like when you're in a higher position, it, it can definitely get complicated. And unfortunately, um, women tend to be attracted to men who have higher status or more power than they do. So it can be confusing that some, some men are maybe used to that. And some girls just aren't interested in them and, and they might feel complied to just go with it. I don't know. It's just, it's a very icky, icky, icky situation. So I, for me, I just, I try not to date people I work with. It just, yeah. So I've been in situations where bosses have been attracted to me and yeah. I have not been attracted to them. And I've been in situations where um, I've been attracted to the boss. And yeah. what I find kind of, um, interesting about it is that it's for me it was it wasn't the power necessarily like it wasn't the power I was looking it was just like no this is a person that I'm interested in or but I get why well I would challenge that though I would challenge that it's 
it's not the power itself. It's not his ability to just slam the hammer. It's the behavior that comes with it. It's the conviction and confidence in the environment and how he behaves and interacts with his environment that makes him attractive. And when you're in a position of power, you can interact with the environment however you want. So that's attractive to women. Are you talking about Mojo? I'm talking, I'm talking about just being authentic. Mojo, Mojo is such a limited. I know. You know, I love triggered when you (laughs) bring up Mojo. No, just because no, just honestly, guys who are in, in those kind of positions of power, they operate less from Mojo and they operate more from gut and that's power and that's masculinity. So if you're attracted to your boss, you're attracted to his masculinity. It's like, that's what's coming out. It's his conviction, his purpose, his power. Right. So no, his mojo is a sexual desire. And I, for a boss to showcase that out loud in front of people, he would immediately get called out. That's something that's where you get like those me too movement <laughs> episodes. So I don't think operating from mojo in a power dynamic is the smartest thing to do. That's well, crazy. you shouldn't operate from mojo. I'm not saying, uh, but I've always obviously had some unusual jobs that do require that you operate from yeah. mojo. Like, you know, I had dance jobs that <laughs> where you're where you do have to operate from a place of creativity and passion. Yeah, but I'll actually challenge you again. I've seen your one of your teachers and he operates from gut. Oh yeah. I know who you're talking about. And yeah, that's, that's different. That's, that was, yeah. I mean, definitely like that's attractive, but I'm, I'm just talking, I'm talking more specific to that dynamic. Uh, Mojo is going to be rare, more rare to see in in all those cases, but I think gut energy uh, you'll see it often. Well, yeah, he definitely needed to use gut because he's doing a lot of touching in intimate places. So mm-hmm. you, he has to be like 100% gut um, mm-hmm. versus like a ballroom teacher where the touching is automatic and you have to do it. Like it's, and then on top of that, there's an improv section where you're going to have to create things. There's, so I'm saying that there is, there are times where you're going to be in situations where it's more mojo than, you know, something else. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. I mean, there's going to be circumstances, but I, I'm talking general, right? And no, you- general, yeah. Yeah. For your, your accountant should not be operating from mojo ladies, like <laughs> your accounting boss should yeah. not be, be like, Hey, yeah, come to the office. I want to show you some stuff. I mean, like, I've been in the workplace where I had this one girl who we found each other attra- each other attractive, and we went out as a whole, like as a company, like we all went out, and we just started like role playing, like that we're husband and wife, and people were like believing it. It was really fun, um, and we went somewhere, and we had a little thing, nothing too sexual. Um, but then we kind of paused back and nothing happened since like we, we never had sex, nothing like that, but going to work was so fun. Like, I like having that person at work where there's sexual tension, but there's just not, you don't do anything about it. I actually look forward to going to work, but if I act on that sexual tension, then you're like looking at them at work the next day, you're like, is everything going to be normal now? And then there's this like weird drama. Like, I don't need that. 
but the sexual tension is is fun but i wasn't in a position of power i think like i was in the same level as she was and if i was above her i think it would add more risk for the man um to to act on cuz you know if i think if the girl like changes her mind or if he's misreading her uh all of that is dangerous and for both parties for both parties yeah well yeah i'm yeah i i think i'm thinking in if it's if he had good intentions or bad intentions i mean if he has good intentions it's still a risk um right i mean like i'm not here preaching to do things with bad intentions so it's like i'm focusing on that but uh yeah yeah i agree with the sexual tension being something to look forward to at work there is a lot of fun to it um especially like when i'm going to boot camp today it's going to be very interesting because i think this is pretty much a brand new group of of, of dudes who have never met before maybe um, some, some familiar ones might be there but yeah. um it'll be interesting because usually on day one i am not attracted <laughs> i'm very very unattracted i'm like i can't stand them i'm just like taking in all the data points about everything i hate about them and then usually by day three i'm just like oh my god i love them all <laughs> Do you think that it's it's the fact that they're more attractive on that day, or do you think it's more that there's enough comfort built through the days that you are more open uh, and also forced to actually hear their story, which makes you take them in more easily? I think it's a combination of both. Yeah. Um, there was uh, one guy in particular who was kind of my first guy that I saw transform throughout the boot camp, where, you know, day one hated him, couldn't stand being in the same room with him. No, who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> like could not stand this dude. <laughs> I hated the sound of his voice. Like everything about him made me cringe. <laughs> and then, you know, he starts opening up about some of the things that happened to him. Still unattracted though still very like okay yeah we all have trauma kind of thing yeah um but what did it for me with him was seeing him actually really take in the feedback that we were giving him and he was actually using it like you could see he was like really working on it i was like okay and then after he you know had some failed attempts but then started to become successful and started to like use it i was like okay yeah this guy's husband material by yeah. so it just it it always depends on the the guy but i think it is a combination of yeah we're getting to know you over a short period of time in a very intense way but you also have to show up and believe in it and work at it yeah yeah no he grew a lot yeah i i remember when i first met him I had a similar feeling around him, but yeah, now I love him now. Now he's, and he does, he integrates everything we teach. Like, um, and he asks a lot of questions and they're not stupid questions. They're like deep questions. So yeah, I'm proud right. of him. It's good. Yeah. I love to see the students progress. I mean, <laughs> it's why I keep coming back yeah. because, you know, to see them grow over a short period of time is just, fascinating and it's very attractive by the way 
men working on themselves is like my new <laughs> standard. Yeah. Yeah. It's my new standard. I'm like, yum. <laughs> there's a lot of them now. There's a lot. I mean, there, I think there, there's always been a hunger in men to find a mentor. Um, at least when I was young, I was like looking, um, I don't know how conscious it was, but I was definitely looking for that figure, someone to like show me how to live. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, what I, what I found happened for me is I would find someone who was either a real mentor person to person, or even on YouTube that felt like a mentor. Um, and I would take in a lot of things that they said, but like I said earlier, you're not going to agree with someone on everything. So there's, there are points in time where I kind of lost respect for certain mentors, but that was, that was my lack of ability to see that humans are just flawed in general. Um, so I just skimmed the fat, like I, like who everyone, even I have like a lot of like shortcomings, like I'm not the perfect person. Um, but what? Yeah. how d- dare you not be perfect? Are you kidding? You're just so cow, ah. so muy caliente. Stop it. Stop it. Never. I will never stop. Um, did your parents hit you with a spoon? <laughs> oh, you do not want to hear about the discipline I endured as I was growing up. Where It's not that type of podcast. Uh, well, I'll talk about mine. Uh, my, my parents didn't hit me. My, well, my dad slapped me once maybe, but whatever. I, yeah, he, he, he made, he made a promise to my mother when they got married that he would not hit his kids, but he would do things like put me in the shower and like hose me down with like water. That was nuts that he did that like twice. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. No, it's okay. I mean, like me and my dad now are like so like good. Yeah. Like, we had like we just couldn't communicate. We we're such different people. Yeah. But now, now that I'm older, like I see a lot of similarities. And it's they're good similarities too, I find. Like there are things that I actually like about him. Like one thing I like about my dad is like he's a flirt. <laughs> he's such a flirt. Like I think. I think I got it from him. Like, just like he, he's an innocent flirt. Like he's not like when he's flirting, it doesn't come off as like malice or like he has a hidden agenda. It just like, he's just flirting for flirting. Like he's just like complimenting to compliment and just like to make you smile and just wants to see you smile. It was Aww. so cute. Yeah. I wonder if it pissed off my mom. <laughs> so they say that you date either your mother or your father. Who do you think you date? Oh you- God. Why, why? Why do you have to do that to me? Oh, um, I know exactly who I'm dating. So <laughs> I think I, I date who I married for that matter. <laughs> I think I date both. Yeah. Possible. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Cause I, I, I definitely see that I'm attracted to like girls who are a bit more timid and a bit shy, but at the same time, sometimes I feel like I, there's only so far I can go with them. Like I get, I can get bored. Um, and then there's some girls that are just very passionate. So have a lot of energy. Yeah. I'd say both. I mean, I don't know. It's, I don't want to answer that question fully. Cause I, I don't have a, I haven't actually thought about it too much. I don't really want to, but <laughs> it's something you should consider. Like I'm definitely married to my mother. 
<laughs> yeah. I definitely married my mother. I was like, oh, yeah. I wanted her to love me so bad. I married her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my ex, I'd Sorry, say honey. my dad. I'd say my ex was more, no, like my mom, not my dad. She was more like my mom. Um, the ex after that, like the one I was engaged to for a little bit, she was like my dad. Mm. That we're fighting every day. That was nuts. Yeah. That, thank God that ended. She was the passionate one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, the thing is, we misunderstood each other constantly because uh, she spoke Arabic and French. And I spoke Arabic and English, but my English is better. I can I can make a point or clarify and articulate what I'm trying to say better with English. With Arabic, I might miss certain things. Like I might not articulate it properly. I might misunderstand you and your sarcasm, you know, if you're being sarcastic or if you're being serious. So we both would have arguments over such stupid shit constantly and it's sad honestly <laughs> like she's a great person that's the thing like i know that but we just fight like i i think also the like arabs we just have a lot of passion when we talk <laughs> so like even if we're talking normally it sounds like we're yelling at you yeah i so i don't get that feeling because i grew up in a house where people just speak you know with their whole body we speak like wait oh so do you guys get loud or no oh yeah oh. There's, yeah there's a i mean you can't tell no <laughs> really i'm yeah. quiet to you i'm quietly yeah. oh no you got moments you got moments you laugh loud when you laugh you go like ah but yeah. like when you talk you're like very like that oh you hate me right now for pointing this out. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't hate you at all for pointing it out. I'm. It actually kind of makes me a little bit happy because I was worried about overexpressing. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna come in there and just be so passionate all the time. And Cal is already super passionate. I just can't come in here with all this angst and all this passion and be. You know, both of us are just like. Well, sometimes you get. Sometimes you get like that. Like like, like animated. Just, yeah. like crazy like insane like <laughs> i'm kidding okay no no keep keep telling the truth i'm ah! here keep keep bringing it in it's I'm fine sorry. i didn't say nothing i didn't say anything it's it's fun though i feel like whenever you have like passionate heated debates it can like as long as boundaries are set i don't fun i like having debates with people that actually want to have a conversation and like right. come to an understanding, not trying to convince me to think differently. Um, and yeah, that's, I, I don't like having a conversation with someone where I know they've got their mindset and they're not willing to budge and they're just talking to me to budge me. I'm like, I'm, I'm not interested in talking to you, but if you're having a different opinion and you just want to talk to me, just to understand my point of view and I can actually learn to understand your point of view. And maybe based off that, I might shift, right? Then, yeah, but otherwise, no. And what what is Jim doing that you're like staring? Like, <laughs> that's so rude. 
Now she was looking at me. <laughs> what did you do? He's making a sandwich. He's making a sandwich. Cal. Hey. What kind of this turkey sandwich? It's a turkey, turkey. sandwich. How's Playa? Playa is is fun. I mean, it's good. I miss Vancouver, but I mean, I I feel like I have a purpose here right now while I'm here. I have things to do. Um, I got my teeth fixed. I'm getting my tattoo tomorrow, and yeah, and then my friend is actually going to fly in from Vancouver. You're also flying in from LA. So a lot of people to see here before I go back to Vancouver. I'm only a couple of blocks away from you too. Yeah, yeah you're like you're literally like a minute, a minute and a half away. Maybe, yeah. Like I walk, I walk that direction all the time. Yeah, we can film an episode in person. That'll be fun. Okay, let's do it. Maybe at your place if it's pretty. I mean, my place is fine. Your face looks pretty. It's okay. It's not pretty. It's it's okay. It's not pretty. It's big. It's nice, but it's not pretty. Like, let's be real. I know what pretty is. Like, the last place I was in was pretty, but bad vibes. This place is good vibes, but not so pretty. I prefer vibes. Yeah, you do prefer vibes. <laughs> vibes over pretty. Just vibes like your woman. Pretty. Just like what? Your woman. Yeah, vibes over pretty, but pretty still important. <laughs> still pretty important. <laughs> I know. I was just fucking with you. I'm still, I, I, I'm still a man. I still got man dick. In just my in case you're gonna introduce me to somebody, they better be pretty. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Um, have you seen my friends? They're all pretty. Yeah, they are, and they never show up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Jackie showed up. Still showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Syl, I invited Syl. Okay. What do you mean you invited Syl? As in, I'm the one who talked to her for an hour and convinced her that she needs to come out and party more often. I, I You're I, kidding I, me, right? I, I, you, had, no, no. you had an intimate conversation about being friends with her, but I had a conversation no. about her coming out with the crazy man that I am. Okay. Listen, I okay. spent okay. two and a half hours in the car having a conversation with her about coming out that night. So for you to sit up there and take yeah. credit yeah. for her coming out. I got out. it done in an hour. You took two hours, really? <laughs> you know what? Was, it, you. Was, your call, was your conversation with her before or after the boot camp? It was after the boot camp. It was okay. on Saturday. Okay, so was mine. And Mine we were, we like, I drove, I was driving. We stayed in the car garage for like two and a half hours and she spilled her life to me. And I was like, listen, I'm going out to do night game. You are ready to come or you're, you're um, invited to come with me. And she's like, I don't know, Patty, Patty, I will think about it. And I said, I think you should. I think you need to forgive yourself for and have no. a good time. I disagree. This is not what happened. I disagree. I agree with Cal. Anywho, back to the podcast. 
Okay, back back to things that make sense where it's relevant to society. <laughs> right. Like flirting. Flirting. Let's talk about flirting and who you should flirt with, when you should flirt, oh, what nice. is flirting? Is it always romantic? All that stuff. Um, you go first because you're great at, I don't know, talking, coming up with some anecdote or incident. Well, flirting is, flirting is innocent to me. Flirting can happen with everyone, literally everyone. I flirt with my mom and my sister and my dad and my best friends and my male friends, my female friends, all, everybody. Um, flirting is, is, to me, flirting is more like teasing. Um, that's like the first step towards it. And then maybe a step beyond it is inclusion. So like teasing and maybe including them in a, in a dynamic. Um, like if I was to say to someone like as a message, like as a first text message, or, or even if I approach a girl and I'm like, did you get the divorce papers? Right. Like that, you know, even though it's the context is like dark and like you're getting a divorce, that's flirting. It's like role-playing and flirting. Um, and I've included her in a dynamic that's me and her. And to me, that's where the like the best flirting happens. But usually in a conversation, you start by talking about you, like I statements or just statements in general. Uh, and that's very safe conversation. And then if you want to get more intimate, then you start making you statements. So you start talking about the girl. And that's a bit more flirtatious. That's teasing. And then when you start making we statements, that's like the level beyond that. That's where you include both of you. We statements are a bit risky to go right from the beginning, uh, especially if it's a daytime approach uh, and your energy's off. But it's where you, you can build up to it and that's where the gold happens. Um, okay, let's do an example. So give me an example of an I statement. An I statement. Uh, I, hate, I hate when people put me on the spot, for example. Um, I'm sitting here right now doing a podcast. We're doing a podcast right now. I don't know. It's just like, I, I just talk about whatever's in my environment. And like, when I'm talking to the girl, like I'll just make statements. Like if I look at the girl and I'm like, Oh, I like your hair. It's purple. Oh, I got a, I got a longboard with like purple wheels and uh, I named it Violet. Like these are just kind of random facts about me. It's like, it's, there's no line or anything that's going to, do the work it's just whatever the situation is so, so what makes that what makes that i statement flirting is your energy it's not flirting i statements are not flirting okay statements are just i statements you statements are teasing so if i was to be like oh you look like you're from uh you look like you're from vancouver like you look like you're from yale town like it's a specific part of vancouver that's me making an assumption is going to get an emotional reaction. It can be looked at as teasing, but it doesn't have to be because it's not very like direct teasing. But at the end of the day, the energy is going to make her either confirm or deny. So teasing is kind of like make someone uncomfortable and like have to like emotionally respond to you. Um, we statements um, would be like if I, if she does something and I'd be like, Oh, I don't know how that's going to work for us. Like if she does something, stupid i'm like oh i don't i don't know about that i don't know if that's going to work for our relationship like that's me flirting but again like i don't like giving examples because then people get too attached to those examples and they think that's the way to talk it's not it's always in the moment it just think frame instead of 
lines. Lines are going to kill your passion. They're going to kill your approach. Frameworks are where, okay, I have to act this way. So like, okay, right now I'm making you statements or I statements or we statements. I'm not telling you exactly what to say, but I'm giving you the direction to go in. Right. right? So don't ever ask me for a pickup line. <laughs> ever. Like if you but, ever piss me okay. off, best way to do it is to ask me for a pickup line. You're okay. You're going to be pissed off then. Cause I was going to say okay. what's the craziest thing you've ever said to a woman that just hit way too well, but it was way out of left field oh well there's so many examples but they're stupid and they don't make sense in the context like they don't make sense like if i was to tell you right now you're gonna be like that's fucked up and it doesn't anyway it doesn't it doesn't click it doesn't compute like i literally started a conversation saying bitch Uh, like i started a conversation saying fuck you i've started conversations (laughs) like that i've started conversations saying you look like you haven't gone to the washroom all day or the word burrito, like literally fucked up things. I would have someone tell me a word and I would just go up and say it. It doesn't matter what you say. It's about the energy behind it. And if I'm just telling you what the words are, you're like, oh, that's offensive. But the energy wasn't. So I can't, don't ask me for a pickup line. (laughs) Okay, I'll give you one that I remember. And I'll give you this one because I didn't stay in the interaction. I walked away from it. Okay. This is bad. Okay. So I go up to a girl, I'm walking from behind and I see her and I stop her. I'm like, do you know what people are saying behind your back? Nice butt. And I just walk away. That's it. So the reason I like doing that one is because uh, it gives them a very big emotional high. And like, because it's not just a positive. Like if I go up to someone and give them a compliment, it'll give them a high too. But I started with a negative. So the high felt even like greater so she fucking just started laughing her ass off and i just i walked away by the time she was like cracking up i was but yeah so you don't do pickup lines here's the thing like if if you go out and use what i just said it's gonna work the first time it's gonna feel great and then the second time it's gonna work less and then less and less and less and less until it doesn't work anymore because the passion around it is dead there's nothing like i don't say that i don't go out and be like hey you know what people are saying behind your back (laughs) nice butt i don't say that that's something I did once and it came from the moment and that's it. And I'm never doing it again. Do you understand my, like you're triggering me right now. Like you I know, I, I don't clearly... like pickup lines. Pickup lines are like a sin to me. It's like, it's like, are, am I trying? Like, that's like, that's like, Hey, how do you manipulate people? Like, that's like, it's the same thing. I don't like it. It's I'm I, like, I wasn't trying to trigger you. I just wanted, um, I don't know. I wanted to have some fun. That's it. The thing, the thing you need to understand is like, first of all, pick up, uh, dating, approaching, all this stuff has gone through phases. And like the first phase of it was all these pickup lines. It was very like grimy and gimmicky and all technical. And, and it was manipulative. It was gross. And then it got better. And now it's amazing. And it's still growing. And with texting right now, I feel like we're having the exact same situation happen where people, when they, when I'm coaching them, they're like, oh, give me a pickup line. Give me this. I'm like, I'm not here to teach you a pickup line. I'm here to teach you how to text in any fucking given moment. I want you to be able to handle any moment that comes your way, not have like send a, a pickup line. And then afterwards be like, okay, what now? No, I want you to know what you're doing all the time. So and by the way. Line, a waste of energy. It's like, if I give you a pickup line after that pickup line, you start from ground zero, learn to start from ground zero, learn to operate from there. 
By the way, I was going to say women can tell when it's an overused pickup line. We can feel the energy of like, oh, you've said that to someone. And I'll call call out a guy for saying something. I'm like, oh, so how many other women have you said that to? Yeah. I will straight up call it out because I'm like, ah. The first first message that you send, usually it doesn't matter much. The only really thing, real thing that you're looking for is to get a response. So technically speaking, technically speaking, if you responded to him saying, how many girls did you send this to? Technically, that was a successful text. (laughs) No, I I get that. I I understand. I'm more talking about like... um, out on the street approaches like oh, yeah. most of the time like if it's a typical copy and paste type of situation yeah um, on the app I'm not responding to that like I don't have time for it um what I look for anyway is um somebody who's actually read the profile and yeah. and is mentioning something within the profile you know then I'm like okay that person is clearly interested in not just a copy paste type of situation someone who just like took some time to be curious and find out about you, (laughs) you know, like take a minute, take a minute. Right. Do you, so I find that it's really interesting because when I look at their profiles and I comment something that has to do with their profile, they're like shocked. So do you get a lot of women who are, you know, responding to you, but they're not necessarily curious about you? Uh, I think women are curious about me. I think that if they're going to message me, they are. Because um, women, I've seen how they swipe. And compared to men, it's completely different. Like men usually just like. <laughs> and women are like. Yep. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Look at the videos. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Oh, okay. And, but their messaging sucks. Like most of the women, they'll just send like, Hey, or like, ha 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 to like something that I put as a prompt. Um, But there are women that actually do take time to respond to that. Whoa. Uh, But there are women that do take time to respond to my profile. Um, I do notice it. And and to me, that's like a big indicator that they're interested. Um, but it doesn't really change how I text. Like I, I, even after they send me that, I tend to go in their profile and like look at it and send them a message that either relates to what she said and her or just about her. Because yeah, she acknowledged me. That's cool. I don't want to talk about me right now. Um, uh, and then as far as the process goes for getting that initial first date, um, what I find interesting is that guys tend to kind of point out one thing that they like about you and then they try to ask you out and it's it's so desperate and it's like oh god you know like very take energy I hate it um versus the ones that are you know really good at texting and they're actually they're you can tell in their mind they're trying to figure out if they like you like if you're it's like you check their boxes it's way hotter we're like trying to uh get a checked box situation on any not even that it's hotter it's just like literally the other thing is just gross it's like it doesn't work it's ineffective this is just the literally the natural way that it's supposed to go and it's it's hot yeah 
but not everybody feels like it's natural obviously yeah and most guys are like i said yeah hey uh do you want to come smoke or no that's not the typical but like you know like hey i know this nice <laughs> restaurant or i see i see you like tacos or i see you like this or i see you like that and you're like uh-huh yeah. And like this, we're not there yet, buddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't trust you, sir. Yeah. Well, you gotta, you gotta add value to the conversation first and just connect with the person. And if it's a positive conversation, you slowly escalate it. Um, I like to move from online dating to text or Instagram. And then from there, go to the date. Some guys like to do video chats, voice notes. I do that too sometimes. But for me, it's just about how do I get to meeting her in person most effectively? What are some positives that really stand out to you about um, a woman during the not quite first date phase? Wait, ask that again. Like what are some communication positive, like green flags that you notice in women when they're when you're trying to basically understand if you want to take them out or not, want to be out in public um, with them or not. Oh, like online? Mm-hmm. Online, it's really hard to decipher. It's really hard. Um, I just try to see like if the conversation is positive, if like we have things in common, if I, if I feel like I'm going to actually have fun with her. But I misread, it's hard, it's easier to misread uh, online. Um, one thing that I've been doing to mitigate that is doing Zoom dates. Literally, like I would be like, hey, um, I would totally love to see you uh, next week. But before we do that, we should get on a Zoom call just so that we can weird out, uh, weed out the weirdos. <laughs> right. And it's just like it's good because, like, you know, women prioritize safety and this helps them feel more safe and um a lot of them are like, oh, I've never done that before. That's kind of weird. And if they're not down to do it, I'm like, well, that's your ticket. <laughs> like, I'm not down. And sometimes I don't suggest it because there's just such good energy in the text. Right. It's like, okay, whatever. Let's just meet. Like in Playa del Carmen, everyone kind of just lives, lives really close. So if I meet someone on Tinder, I can chat with them for like 10 minutes and then just meet them in an hour. And mm. that, that's like easy, like that doesn't feel like too much time investment. Um, but yeah, the Zoom date I find is good to qualify to see like their energy and how they respond. Like one of my clients, he did a Zoom date and I don't know what happened exactly, but all I do know is that she ended up freaking out and like getting angry about really stupid things. Like and, during uh, the Zoom date? Yeah, on the Zoom calls, she started yelling and and then when and then he calmed her down and they kept talking and stuff. But like he he left with a bitter taste in his mouth. And I was like, good. Well, now, you know, you shouldn't go out with her. <laughs> like cancel the date. If you set one up, cancel it. Um, but yeah, I've definitely we- weeded out some weirdos on that. I think a Zoom date is a good idea. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to start suggesting that to. Uh, some of the people I'm working with, uh, especially like the women, because that is a cool yeah. safety feature. Because yeah. a lot of them were complaining about the guys trying to get them out too soon. Like they, it, they just don't feel comfortable. Not even with a coffee date. It's like I don't even know want him to know what area I might live around or something yeah. like that. Um, I'm uncomfortable with the social media um, part or the 
the WhatsApp part personally, um, because I don't want them to have any personal information on me, or I wouldn't want them to have too much personal information on me until I felt completely, until I was at that super green flag, the super big green flag where I'm like, this is a safe person who's not going to stalk me or hurt me or anything like yeah. that. Oh, I understand the hesitation with those who decide not to do that, but yeah. it's all, it's all relative in, in a lot of ways. Well, like for men hearing this, you know, most of them are just trying to get the girl out on a date. Um, for me, I have dates and I just I try to qualify way harder just because I I don't want to waste my time. But if I'm having a hard time getting dates, that doesn't mean that you don't want to do this either, because like at the end of the day. Her going out with you is a risk and you need comfort to be able to take risks. So like. Um, imagine you have a social bank, whenever you're communicating with someone, it adds capital to that bank and that's comfort and over text. That's very hard to create, especially if you don't know how to, um, showcase, like show your personality through text. Like if you're sending really bland messages that don't showcase any of your personality, it's harder to build comfort. But when you see someone who's texting very openly and maybe uses emoticons, you know, you can feel them a bit more. When you get on a Zoom call or a phone call or you hear a voice note and you hear the other person's voice, the other person feels more comfortable. They can feel you more. There are more senses involved. Um, they can kind of see how you interact with the world in general. So that itself makes people feel safe. So if you're having a hard time taking a girl out on a date with just texting, a Zoom date is also a good idea, not just to qualify, but to make that date happen. Yeah. And I also think that, especially with the women who tend to be more shy in person, but they're great at texting and writing just because that's just how their personalities are. I'm personally an introvert. So I usually text better than I speak. Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> you text like a guy. Okay. <laughs> you text like a dude. Okay. To Let's you. To you. Yeah. No, no, no. You texted like a girl for a bit. Me in and, then started, and then you started texting like a guy that you text like a man. Okay. You are cold to the point, direct and blunt. Okay. You text like a dude. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just pretend that neither one of you have seen me in real full texting. Just form. buy my bullshit for a second. Just buy, just put that, put the facts inside and buy my bullshit. Okay. I'll buy your All bullshit. Right. <laughs> I would let the guy know, like, hey, just so you know, if we go on a date, I am an introvert or I do like I am a little bit more shy in person or I'm more observant. So don't be surprised if I'm pulled back that way. It's not a big deal um, versus, you know, you get there, you had all this personality in text and you have like very you're like pulled back and not wanting well, to. This goes back to me. Um to the point about pickup lines, because like pickup lines don't match your personality. So it doesn't match who you are when you're on a date and when you're in an interaction. So if you approach a girl and you're texting your pickup line, it doesn't match or bridge the interaction. Um, but with women, I find that a lot of the times that the way they text very much matches how they are in person. So you um, think I'm a direct person, but, direct but, and cold? I'm not done. I'm not done. But 
when I feel, when I get a girl who's texting me very direct and like blunt like that, there's two things. One, the one scenario is that she is very masculine. And the other scenario is that she values her time and is barely on her phone and is just busy living her life. And that to me is very attractive. So that's how I look at that. But yeah. Yeah. I really disagree with you. I feel like my text messages to you, especially when we first met each other, were like- They were bubbly, yeah. But they became, I think when you started getting anxious about me coming to LA, that's when you started getting weird and blunt. And and I'm like, are you okay? Like, are you anxious right now? I told you this, I told you this in person. Weird and blunt. You did not describe me like this. (laughs) Well, we're on a podcast. You just said I can tell you're anxious. I gotta tell the truth. I gotta speak the truth to the people. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say I was very flirty. I was very fun. Don't you take that away from me? <laughs> no, you were flirty and fun. But then when I before I came, you got weird. <laughs> okay, so I'm not used to um, people coming to visit me. So... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I was so, like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that's the that's what happened. Yeah. Well, I know that. <laughs> okay, okay. So full disclosure, I have been getting shit from my husband for years about how I text and how like direct I've been. To. So I've tried, and this is with both men and women. I have been trying to become more flirtatious in general and keeping it light and positive, but there's also that part of me that's like, this is the information that I need to pass on to you. Like, this is like, this needs to be solid and confirmed. So I can't, like, it's I don't want to take that away. It goes back to what I said earlier. It's like, are you crashing the plane into the building? You're like, this plane needs to get to this building. <laughs> Crash. Or are you landing the plane so that it's not just getting to the building, but it's understood how you want it to be understood. The thing with emoticons and the way you phrase and and like lay out your words and your senses, emoticons are important to translate the emotion and how it's supposed to be read. So it can be put in this little box and it is not interpreted in these weird, crazy ways that are not how you meant. When you send a blunt message and when there's a period at the end or a question mark at the end, it comes off very blunt, direct cutthroat. And it doesn't feel good to anyone who reads that. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm I'm using this as an opportunity to teach. Okay. No, I I want criticism. I want to be good at things. Do you? Can you handle it? Yeah, I can. Can you handle the feedback? Okay. So how has my texting been with you this week? Um, It's been fine. I mean, we don't, we haven't been texting as much, I find. Yeah. Yeah. Is it too blunt? Is it too? No, No. I mean, you're, you're not weird anymore. You're fine. You're, I, I said you got blunt when you got anxious that I was coming. You're fine. Right. You're good. You're okay. Fine. I'm just making sure because in my head, I'm, being, I'm, I'm so emotional right now. Like, what is this? What are these emotions right now? I don't like these emotions. Because I am a woman. I'm, I'm a, That's I'm sexist. Okay? I know. I have emotions too. I get weird. I know you get weird. Because I'm a man, I, I don't have emotions. That's offensive. Well, it's... I'm offended. 
don't be offended. <laughs> I want critical feedback. That's all I was asking you. I mean, it's, it's... you can't handle the feedback. Actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know, if we, if the models had to stand in front of the panel of guys and like hear what you actually think about us, we might crumble. Oh yeah. We could crumble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I took a course and I want to teach stuff like this. Uh, where it's like half men, half women, and they just trigger each other like that. They give each other feedback that's blunt and crazy like that. And it was the most healing thing I've ever done. I cried almost every single session. It was nuts. Um, but yeah, the things that came out of our mouths that we were just super honest about. And this, the cool thing is, is like people are saying things to you um, and some of it you can handle very easily because you've heard it before. Maybe you've processed it. And there are certain things that are like the things that you haven't processed, you haven't integrated yet, and they do trigger you. Um, but yeah, like the things that I was things that I was afraid to say to women that I would say, and it wouldn't trigger them. Um, like one girl, I said to her, "I don't like you because you look like someone who would cheat on her boyfriend in a heartbeat." And the way you talk about your relationships to me is disgusting. And like the way you view men is disgusting. You see us as a piece of meat, uh, someone that's like worthless, has no purpose, and that you can do everything on your own. Well, good luck because you should do everything on your own because no one loves you if you have that attitude. Like that's how blunt and honest we would say things. Like girls would say to me is like, yeah, uh, when you walked in, you look like a douchebag, like you're trying to be in a fucking GQ magazine, like no one gives a shit. You look like someone who's afraid to lose his hair and um, is insecure about his looks and has to constantly have attention on him, like stuff like that. Right. Like, and there's some of it that was triggering and some of it that wasn't. Um, and it was just, it was such, such a good experience. And for me, what I learned from that is that if I'm getting an emotional reaction Right now, like if someone's talking to me and I'm getting an emotional reaction, then I am projecting something. I don't know what it is, but I have homework to do to find out what it is I'm projecting. Um, and if I'm if I'm someone's saying something to me and it's mean, but it doesn't really stir up my emotions, but I can notice it, then at that point it's just an observation. Um, one thing I tell my clients is like I gave them I give them a, a practical way to deal with when women are testing you, you know, and they're like giving you some tests and I give them that practical way. But I, I remind them that if you have processed your shit, if you have healed yourself as a person, then when women are saying these things to you, you're not even going to notice it. And you're, you're naturally going to pass these tests, which in reality are just women seeing if you know who you are and they're kind of flirting with you. Right. But guys who get triggered by it, they don't notice that and they think it's an attack. And I give them a practical way to, to deal with it in that moment. But I tell them, OK, but you can't depend on this practical gimmick to get over this every time you need to process it. So take notes about what she said that pissed you off, that hurt your feelings, that made you want to go cry boohoo to your mama <laughs> and process it. And that way, you know, you're naturally going to just be. Uh, able to talk to people without getting triggered and not taking things personally all the time. And you won't hate women. <laughs> I think that would be good for women too. Um, oh yeah. I, I, I think I would enjoy something like that. I mean, enjoy is such a, uh, an easy word to, to use, but I think it would be 
really healthy to be in an environment where you can safely be triggered by mm-hmm. your own insecurities and your own yeah. stuff you probably already think about yourself or things that people have said to you that maybe you didn't understand and mm-hmm. don't, haven't processed yet. So yeah, that sounds good. Send me some information about to the next one. This makes me think about like the whole thing about like falling in love versus building love and like how falling in love is based off trauma that you're, you're experiencing and that building love is like, you know, building it. It's like, you might not feel it as intensely in the beginning, but you build it. And that's healthier technically. Like if you look at Eastern culture, like their divorce rates are way lower than ours. Um, but there's for me, like, I love falling in love. Like, I love it. I don't want to not fall in love. Like, I, I love that experience. Um, and I was thinking, like, what are what are the ways that we can deal with it? Like, one way is to just keep trauma bonding and keep living your pattern over and over again, building more and more trauma, having a worse and worse life, more jaded, more bitter. Or second option is build love, which might not be as inspiring in the beginning <laughs> and as passionate. Um but you find someone who's compatible and build something with them. And the third one, which is the one that I'm deciding to go with um, that also has negatives is healing, right? Like healing those traumas so that they're not the thing that get you enticed anymore. Right. But at, but what I find (sighs) that as I continue to heal, maybe I'm getting cornered into only being able to build love right? What, as I'm healing, I notice that the dating pool that's qualified to me that I feel has value to me is become less and less has become more narrow. Um, and I've talked to a few people who are in the dating industry and men and women. And I find that as you date more and you start to learn more about the opposite sex and how they are, it gets harder to, you know, settle for anything. Cause you know, Oh yeah, definitely. I would say that anyone who has knowledge, um, especially in this particular area is going to have very high standards and they're going to be constantly looking at those standards. I know my own personal standards for even just friendship have been raised um, Mm -hmm. beyond my imagination. Like I don't want to be around people who um, try to think of women and men as the same at all. Like, I, I just don't have any interest in people who can't understand nuance. <laughs> you know, it becomes a lot harder with people who are not sex positive, you know, like certain, oh. tri- uh, certain attributes have just become like, no, if you even want to be around me as a person, I need you to have certain things in your life that are together. And, um, so that we can have a conversation <laughs> because yeah. otherwise it just, Falls upon deaf ears. What are you listening to this week? What am I listening to this week? Let's see. I have to go pretty soon. I have a client I have to talk to. I know. Why do you think I'm asking you? What are you listening to this week? I am listening to. Wait, I'm on the wrong thing. Give me uno momento, por favor. Okay. Um. Oh, oh my God. On and on, on and on by Piri, Tommy Villiers and Piri and Tommy. So it's, yeah, it's so good. 
I like it's drum and bass. I don't know if whoever likes drum and bass probably will love it. Okay. And uh, I just heard a song with Smino and J. Cole, 90 Proof. I haven't listened to the whole thing though, but it, it sounded great. Okay. And I'm listening to something super basic. Do not laugh. I'd say Summer Renaissance by Beyonce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not surprised. Mainstream AF. I feel very judged right now, but I'm just gonna take it in. Why? What do you feel? It's fine. Yeah, no, Beyonce's great. I love Beyonce. Uh huh. I'm like, listen. No, don't worry. I have ears. I have real ears. I have real musical ears that I'm very proud of. Sometimes mainstream does it for me. Yeah, and that's okay. That's totally fine. <laughs> He's like, it's totally fine don't for you to be a anyone, basic biatch. Don't let anyone tell you differently, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's what women do all the time. They're like, they like these, bag- not to me, but like to other women. I see it all the time. And they give you like a compliment. That's clearly not a compliment, but totally sounds like a compliment. I've been around other guys when girls are doing this to each other. And I'm like, oh shit. And they're like, what? I'm like, did you not hear what you just said? Like, yeah, she just gave her a compliment. I'm like, dude, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's uh, so funny when men are completely clueless about what's going on in girl world. I have I so it. many stories about it, but I also call women out for doing that. Like, if you're going to give me a compliment, I want the whole compliment. Don't you be yeah. backhanding my compliment. I need the full thing. So uh, I don't play that. That's another standard I have now. <laughs> I don't play that. 